bucks. Never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome into another edition of Green and Growing. And uh, another lovely day here on a Thursday's record, Thursday evening, like we normally do. Nathan Marzion uh, with the evening off. Uh, he'll be back next week. And, uh, Lining up some guests as we get closer to Bucks training camp here and getting ready to kick off this season. It cannot come soon enough. Obviously, college football kicked off last weekend. The NFL uh, is kicking off uh, this weekend, uh, and then the NBA will be here before you know it. Now, the, the sad truth of the reality is, you know, the NBA will be pushed to the backside uh, until the NFL season is done, or at least until Christmas Day. Uh, when the NBA kind of bursts out onto the scene. But otherwise, in all these highlight shows and sports talk radio around the country that has NFL teams and NBA teams, NFL will rule. Uh, in markets that don't have either, the NFL is still going to rule more than likely uh, in most markets. So uh, the NBA kind of uh, it goes in the shadows for a couple of months, two, three months, before anybody actually pays attention. The good news is, with this whole thing called a podcast uh, that they have going on now here for the last several years, uh, you will always get Milwaukee Bucks coverage or NBA coverage. You can find a podcast talking about absolutely anything you could possibly wrap your mind around concerning the NBA somewhere, wherever you download your favorite podcast app. And this one here talks about the Bucks and the NBA uh, as well. And uh, we'll do it throughout the year. The one thing Nathan Marzion and I have talked about uh, doing this year is doing more post-game uh, podcasts uh, this year after Bucks games. Because obviously uh, there is a huge hole uh, as there really are no call-in post-game shows after Bucks games anymore. Uh, now that uh, we have stopped ours at 12.50, uh, I really can't find anything uh, for the Bucks after game. So we're going to try to do uh, our part to kind of fill this void. Now, it's not going to be after every game. It'll be after bigger games and so forth. Uh, but hopefully we can help fill some of that void for you Bucks fans out there that, uh, you know, get up the next day, go looking for something to talk about Bucks, and uh, all you hear is Packer talk uh, on the radio and uh, that kind of, Wants everybody down that's a Bucks fan that wants to hear some Bucks talk. Totally get it, totally understand, and we'll try and help fill that void for you a little bit. Now, Christian Wood, the former Milwaukee Buck, uh, signed a two year deal with the Lakers, and it's an option, so it's really a one year deal, but uh, a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Talked about always dreaming about playing for the Lakers, yada, yada, yada. And of course, Christian Wood, power forward uh, slash center, I guess you could say, that was with the Bucks for a short time. Uh, and the the Bucks decided that it wasn't in their best interest to pursue that long term, and they moved on. And I remember uh, Eric Name and I going back and forth about Christian Wood uh, because I really like Christian Wood, and I, I was hammering the table to keep Christian Wood one way or the other. And obviously, the organization didn't agree with me, and they let him go. And Christian Wood, I would say, has had a pretty good uh, career to this point. He's made millions and millions of dollars. Uh, and has turned into be a, a pretty good basketball player. Now, you can argue that Sparky, the fact that he's still sitting out there and only signed uh, for a couple million dollars, uh, how good really is he? Okay, fair enough. Now, defensively, not the best player in the whole wide world. Could he be better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christian Wood could be a hell of a lot better defensively. The only thing standing in front of Christian Wood being better defensively is Christian Wood, to be honest. Athletically, He's got all the tools that you need to be a really good uh, defensive player. He really does. And he, you know, just can't can't seem to put it all together. Now, why put it all together? Don't know. Offensively, he can score. No, he's going to score. And he's going to do his thing uh, offensively. Now, what ends up happening is, when he signs with the Lakers, I see uh, a tweet 
uh, not directed at me, but I, I follow this person on Twitter as I follow a lot of you on Twitter. And uh, from Solo Young Buck, uh, I guess would be uh, his Twitter account. Been around a long time. Uh, I think it's a man. It could be a woman. Don't know. Uh, the tweet says, so this man, meaning Christian Wood, uh, was a free agent this whole time in the Lakers, only signed him for $2.5 million, question mark, question mark, like a shocked emoji. That's the same salary we're paying Thanasis, and then we went to sign Robin Lopez for the same price. What in God's name is the front office doing? Why didn't they offer Wood a decent contract? And that is from, again, so young buck. Uh, and he he got a, a, a response. And this is from Brewers underscore GM, who uh, has been a longtime listener of 1250 for a long time as well. Because why would any team want Brooke, Bobby, and Wood on the same team? Who in their right mind would want three stretch bigs? Oh, wait. Um, what is May, uh, Mesa saying? Uh, Mesa back. Now, again, then he was misinterpreted by uh, what Solo Young Buck was saying. He was pretty much saying he agreed uh, with Solo Young Buck uh, at that point. So I'm like, man, let's look at salaries. Let's look it up. And I, I like to go to Spot Track and use Spot Track. Jay Crowder, Robin Lopez, Malik Beasley, Thanasis, all right there at that two million mark. All of them. Uh, Bochamp 2.6. Obviously, he's not going anywhere. But what, what really the question is, is would you rather have Christian Wood over Thanasis? Hell yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Every day of the freaking week, I'd rather have Christian Wood over Thanasis. I don't care. He may not be a high-energy guy like Thanasis, and he may not be Giannis's brother, but I would much rather have Christian Wood over Thanasis. Promise you. Guarantee it. Malik Beasley or Thanasis. They got a, They needed a, another a guy that can play on the wing uh, and score the basketball and shoot the basketball from outside. Malik Beasley fits that role, so I'd rather have Beasley over Christian Wood if you're going to give me that option. Robin Lopez or Malik Beasley. Now this here, to me, comes to, okay, what is important for that player to be able to do that is sitting behind Brooke Lopez? Because last year it was Bobby Portis. And as much as I like me some Bobby Portis, not really a shot blocker necessarily. He'll get some boards, but he's not really a a shot blocker. Now, Robin Lopez is not only a shot blocker, but he's not afraid to get down and dirty with somebody on the inside. Throw an elbow here, do whatever he's got to do to clear some room. Step up, defend Giannis or whoever else may be. Kind of be that enforcer type guy. So if that's what you wanted, if Adrian Griffin was looking for toughness in what he wanted behind Brooke Lopez, that makes sense. If Adrian Griffin was looking for somebody uh, that fits that profile and you know is a guy that is a good chemistry guy, uh, or how about this? A guy that's already played with these dudes, a lot of these dudes, uh, and knows exactly how he fits into his role and how he fits into the locker room. See, Robin Wood, not Robin Wood, uh, Robin Lopez fits a lot of a lot of boxes. Checks a lot of boxes. Is he the offensive player Christian Wood is? Nope, absolutely not. But he does a lot of other stuff that I think. Um, is something that they wanted on this team. And if that means that, you know, you sacrifice a little scoring off the bench to have that player who's going to, you know, block some shots and provide some physicalness and that type of deal and be a good team guy, I think it's worth it. So Robin Lopez, 
Christian Wood. I- I'm going to go Robin Lopez just because I think he checks a lot more boxes than Christian Wood. And I'm not saying Christian Wood wouldn't be a good chemistry guy or a good team guy or whatever the case may be, but I just know we know for sure that with this current group, a lot of these guys, with Holiday, Middleton, these guys, Robin Lopez fits. You know, remember all the wrestling antics they would do? That scared me to death because I was afraid somebody was going to get hurt messing around uh, before games. Well, that's Robin Lopez stuff. So to me, you know, I, I guess I'm going to lean Robin Lopez. Now, this next one, this next one here, I'm not hearing anybody debate this, and I think it's debatable. And that is Jay Crowder versus Christian Wood. And hear me out. I like Marquette. I like Wisconsin too. I root for both. Didn't go to either school. So I'm not biased. Now, Marzion, Nathan Marzion, when he's here, he's completely biased and will tell you so. He doesn't like Wisconsin. He loves Marquette because he went to Marquette. Totally acceptable. Most people that go to Madison can't stand Marquette. Most people that go to Marquette can't stand uh, Madison. So I get that. I understand that. No big deal. What I'm telling you is I didn't go to either, so I'm just telling you what I see. Jay Crowder did not look like Jay Crowder of five years ago when he played for the Bucs last year. Did not. And as we've talked about numerous times on this podcast, that's why he didn't get any run under Bud, regardless of what he thinks, uh, why this did or did not happen. He didn't deserve the run. He didn't play well when he was out there. He just didn't. (laughs) That's facts. So now, we've talked about this too, of you give up all these second-round picks and whatever else. So now it's, oh, well, let's try and make this work as best we can and bring you back Jay. Now, you could argue, oh, they don't care about all the second-round picks, Sparky. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> okay, maybe. But John Horse has to put his head down going, I gave up five players, and that's what they are, folks. They're players. Second-round picks are players. Now, all five players may not be in the league by the time it's all said and done. May not be any good. But what if one of them turns out to be a Michael Wren? What if one of them turns out to even be Bob Mute or Ilyasova? What happens if one of them turns out to be that guy? Hmm? Because those guys had careers and were in the league for a while and can be instrumental players starting or off the bench for a team, depending on who you're talking about. To me, you bringing back Jay is saying, hey, you know, you missed half of the season. Maybe you weren't as ready to go as we thought you were. Uh, and now you're going to have a full summer to get this thing ready. Not paying you anything, right? So we're going to give this another chance to kind of prove to ourselves that making that trade was the wise decision, but we misread the room as far as how long it would take you to get back into shape to play at the level we expected. And if it doesn't work out with Jay Crowder, no big deal. If he looks old and slow again, then you're only a couple million dollars out and all is well. Right? Fine. We got egg on our face twice, but at least we tried it again. Maybe Giannis wanted Jay Crowder back. Or maybe Milton and Holiday. Maybe all three of them are like, dude, got to have him. Good teammate, good guy, blah, 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 blah. Want him on our team. Want him with us, don't want to have to play against him. That could be too. Maybe the guys went to bat for him. I'm telling you, I'd rather have Christian Wood than Jay Crowder. And I know what you're going to say. Sparky, Christian Wood can't go out and defend the wing. Jay Crowder can go out and defend the wing. That's why you had to go get him. I understand. But again, if we go back to the old and slow thing of what we talked about, which a lot of this team looked like last year in the playoffs, if we're going to go back to that, is he going to find the fountain of youth? Does that happen this offseason? 
Is it simply that he did not play basketball for four months or whatever it was before he played? That's why he looked like he wasn't the same Jay Crowder. Because if that's all it was, then I'll have that on my face. But if Christian Wood goes to the Lakers and has a big impact, and I think he will, if he goes over there and has a big impact on that Lakers team and Jay Crowder looks the same way Jay Crowder looked at the end of last year, then the Bucks are going to have egg on their face from me. Nobody else, because nobody else is having the conversation. Nobody else is talking about this. But if I'm going to spend a couple million dollars, I want to know I'm getting something tangible that I can work with here. I would have went with another big. Now, my first choice would have been to replace the Nassas. That's choice number one. But as we all know, got to keep Giannis happy. So probably wasn't a realistic choice. So then it comes down to Mike Beasley. He's he's here. So forget that. Now it comes down to Robin Lopez or Jay Crowder. Again, for me, I'll take my chances. And my counter to those of you that say, but who's your wing defender? You just drafted that Andre Jackson dude who can't shoot to save his life. You drafted that dude, why? Because he's a good basketball player. He defends, he's hustles, he's got energy, he's a good passer, right? He's got high basketball IQ, Andre Jackson. That's our guy. Okay, well, he can't shoot, so he has to do something. So let him go out there and be that wing defender. Let him go out there and play some of those minutes and start to learn and get better as we go. To me... That would be my counter to those of you that say, ah, no way. I I want Jay Crowder over the other one. Because you do not have another Christian Wood. The closest you have, in theory, is Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez. Those are the two guys. And that's where it stops. Now, maybe you say, we don't need a lot of bigs in the NBA. Because there's not a lot of big dudes, depth-wise, Around the NBA, right? There's not teams running three, four deep with bigs that can actually play and score and so forth. It's more about small ball nowadays, Sparky. You're missing it. Maybe. But I like having size. I like having the ability to get guys two and three shots on the offensive side of the ball. I like the ability to shut down somebody from getting one shot, getting a board, and going back the other way. I like that. Big fan. Now, we're going to see how this is all going to play out. But that's where I stand. You can feel free to tweet me at Sparky Radio uh, and tell me where you stand on this Christian Wood deal. Uh, But this all came off of a tweet uh, from that solo young buck uh, when the Christian Wood thing happened. So you you feel free to tell me uh, whether or not you wanted Christian Wood. And if you did, and again, it's a couple million dollars. If you wanted Christian Wood, then tell me who you rather would have gotten rid of off of this roster. be fair, there's no chance that Giannis is not on this roster as long as Giannis is here. Now, first day Giannis is not here, the Nassas will be with him going wherever they're moving to, New York, to play for the Knicks or wherever they're going to go. He will not be here anymore. Speaking of moving and not being here anymore uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks, let's go to The Athletic uh, because they uh, wrote a piece over there that I thought uh, was really good a couple days ago. And this is from Sam Amick, who, by the way, very, very good. Uh, And he wrote this earlier in the week. I think it's on Tuesday. Titled the article from James Harden to Giannis, NBA storylines to watch heading into uh, a new season. And he goes over uh, everything uh, that has gone on with Giannis. 
And here's an interesting, he leads his list a little bit, because they, they talk about, Sam talks about James Harden and his future, Damian Lillard and his future. Those are going to be storylines going into the season. And he talks about Giannis and the New York Times article and so forth. And he leads his little section, and I'm not reading all of this. Subscribe to The Athletic if you want to read it. Uh, it says, quote, one day he's in 1,000%. The next day, he's asking more questions, end quote. As he puts in here, uh, that Giannis quote, it's actually from De- uh, December 2020 story. The Chronicles, the last time he was faced with the extension questions about when and if he would actually uh, sign. Emic points out, point B, we've seen this before when it comes to Giannis and the way in which he approaches major basketball decisions. And yes, if you remember, it turned out quite well for Milwaukee. Now, he talks about pretty much if they win a championship, Giannis is more than likely signing the big extension this summer. And, you know, it's all done. Or next summer, I guess I should say. It's summer of 2024. And it's all done. But, you know, if they fall short and it doesn't live up to his expectations, well, if he doesn't sign that extension, then it's really going to pick up uh, the storyline kind of going forward. I want you to think about something. Just, just for a second, Bucks fans. Just think about something. You have James Harden, who pretty much said he'll never play for Del Morey ever again, the, 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 the man running the Philadelphia 76ers, who he played for with the Rockets, who he came to Philadelphia to play for because he liked and enjoyed playing for him with the Rockets, now calls him a liar and all this other stuff, all that drama in a major market, Philadelphia, all playing out. That's one of the storylines coming into the year. Again, star player calling his GM uh, a liar and all that. In a major market, of course, that's a storyline. Yeah, that should be a storyline. Then you have another storyline, Damian Lillard, who, again, perennial all-star point guard, been one of the best players in the NBA, not top five necessarily, but one of the best players in the NBA for, what, a decade or more, whatever it may be, had decent teams when Terry Stotts was the coach and C.J. McCollum was in the backcourt, but could never get over the hump. And now Terry Stotts, of course, is a member of the Bucks coaching staff, uh, yet again as an assistant. And then Portland decided that they were going to blow it up now and rebuild, full-on rebuild. And Damian Lillard, who has been beyond loyal to the Portland Trailblazers, this is not the honest situation where, oh, Portland won a championship and he still doesn't know if he wants to be there. No. <laughs> they did not win a championship, and he hadn't played in the finals. That, that's not the case here. He's been loyal despite all of that. He's been huge in the community for the kids and the charities and everything else. He's a, a, a part of that community, a fabric of that community, him and his family. They do unbelievable things. He, seeing this rebuild, says, ah, no, I'm, not, I'm too old to go through another rebuild. Nope, not having it. I'd like to be traded. Do okay. Guess what? They can't get back what they want for him. Well, the Miami Heat are offering isn't good enough, so they're staying put. So that's a story. Star player, trapped, doesn't want to be there, asked for a trade. After all the years of loyalty, Portland can't do him a good and get rid of him for whatever they can get and move on. That's a storyline. I get it. The Giannis story? He's got two seasons left on his contract before he can leave as a free agent. Two seasons. He has not asked to be traded. Nope. Not at any point has Giannis said, I don't want to be in Milwaukee anymore. I want to go somewhere else. Nor at any point did he say, 
eh, Milwaukee, you know, we're not going to win a championship here again. Yeah, we had our run. That's it. Run's over. You know, it's, it's probably done. It's probably done for my time in Milwaukee. No, that, that hasn't happened either. Nope. There has been nothing like what Harden has said and done. Nothing like Damian Lillard has said and done. All Giannis has pretty much said is, listen, if they continue to prove to me that they are trying to win, I'm good. They, have, they meaning the Bucs, have done nothing to show otherwise. They really haven't. They haven't done anything to show otherwise. You want Brooke back? We got him. You want Middleton back? We got him too. How about you, Holiday? Sure, got him. All older than dirt, but we got all of them. If, at the end of this two years, he says, you didn't do enough. I mean, if you're John Horace, you just laugh and go, okay, dude, if you say so, did everything you asked. Like, what more does he want? I, I don't know. Maybe he has that in that office of John Horace. We talked to Peter Fagan or Wesley Edens or whoever and has asked for certain players around the league that he wants to play with and they haven't gone down and got. And maybe that's kind of what's in his craw. I don't know. I have no idea. But to me, a player with two years left on his deal that is going to be on the same same line of thinking as Lillard in Portland and Harden in Philadelphia? I know that I have been accused many times of having a small market mentality, a woe is me in Milwaukee mentality. I've heard it for years, especially when people come to work in the building that are from other bigger markets, right? Hear it all the time. Okay, fine. Put this down as another woe is me small market time. Put it down right now for me. This is, and I'm not saying for Sam Amick, but it is for a lot of these other guys and women on TV doing their big TV talk shows that they're doing nowadays and these national sports talk guys and all these other folks. They want Giannis where they are. They want to be able to go watch Giannis 10, 12, 15, 20 times a year. Right? They want him at Staples. They want him at Madison Square Garden. They want him on one of the coasts. That's where they want him. Make no bones about this. They want him on either the East Coast or the West Coast, where all of these TV, big TV and radio shows are all broadcasted from, for the most part. They want him by them. They want him in the big market. And then... If you think Giannis has been in the news before, you haven't seen a dang thing yet. I promise you, you haven't seen it yet. If he lands up in New York or Los Angeles, when this is all said and done, you won't be able to turn on your TV without seeing Giannis' face. With something. Whatever it may be. The other thing that I'm waiting for, and I, I don't know if it happens with Giannis while he's in Milwaukee, probably not, or... If and when he ever ends up going somewhere else, and we all pray that he never leaves. But if he were to go to a New York or an L.A. or wherever, does he then start doing weekly hits with certain members of the media? Or start doing interview TV segments with certain members of the media? Does he eventually go down that path? Now, why do I bring that up? I bring that up because Pat McAfee, who is now going to have his little YouTube show, not little, it's huge, uh, YouTube show, uh, going to be, I guess, delayed to ESPN so they can bleep out all the swearing from McAfee's show, then aired on ESPN, uh, had Aaron Rodgers on to start off uh, the show going to ESPN. And that's great. 
and Rodgers really blew up his brand, positively or negatively, depending on who you're talking to, uh, since starting this whole McAfee show. Prior to that, you know, he was on ESPN Milwaukee for a little bit with Jason Wilde and Homer, and, and he did that radio show. Didn't really move the needle ratings-wise for them at all. Didn't really do much. The the media, they were all over it, right? All the beat writers, everybody's tweeting out direct quotes, blah, 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 just like they do for McAfee, right? But it didn't really move the needle, needle locally. He didn't get the run, necessarily, that he gets now on McAfee, right? Now, way more eyeballs, way more national attention there than he had just doing a radio interview in Milwaukee. And that's no knock on on them at ESPN Milwaukee, it wouldn't have mattered what station he was on. It's not going to get the same run. It's not going to get the same amount of eyeballs that it does when you do one of these other shows. Giannis, on the other hand, think about this for a second. When was the last time you, as a fan or as a listener, have heard Giannis do a radio interview? How about when was the last time you saw Giannis do a sit-down one-on-one with a local TV station? When was the last time you saw any of that stuff? Tell me. Does he maybe do a radio appearance for a charity event maybe once a year or something like that? Maybe. Twice a year? When Giannis first got here, and his English was way worse than it is now, he would do radio interviews. I used to have him on the post-game show all the time we would get him on. Really would. And as the popularity and the fame grew, all that dried up. Now, did it dry up because of Giannis? Did it dry up because Buck said, nope, he's got to focus on basketball. We're not selling him out to everybody to do an interview. That's not happening. I don't know where the decision was made, and I don't really care one way or the other. My point is, if that... If at some point he says, hey, man, him and his representation go, we can make him even bigger if he starts doing a weekly hit with McAfee or if he starts doing a weekly hit with Stephen A. on first take, right? If if he starts doing a weekly hit with Cowherd, if that type of thing happens, then you take it up another notch. Now, that can become distracting, right? Because he may... A walk into a trap at some point and say something stupid or foolish and cause himself uh, to be in a mist of turmoil, which is why I don't think Giannis would want to ever do this. But when you get encapsulated into huge media markets with fame and fortune and money everywhere and all the temptations that come with it, hey man, you do this, we'll pay you this, plus we'll get you this endorsement, that sponsor, this endorsement, that sponsor, but you got to do this. Okay, sure, sounds good. I mean, again, he Giannis isn't normal from the aspect of, you know, he didn't play travel ball coming up in this country, uh, wasn't on the AU circuit, didn't play college basketball here. You know, he's out panhandling. He's got a Disney movie made after him and so forth, right? So he's completely different. Most, now again, I don't know Giannis any better than you probably know Giannis, or as far as Giannis the person, right? So, appearance, most one of the most humble stars we've seen in a long time, right? Lots of words of wisdom from time to time as well in these post-game pressers. And he's got the funny dad jokes and all that stuff. And all of that is fine. But, again, you go to a big market, giant market, and Chicago, with all due respect to them, that 
I don't consider them on the same level as New York and LA. Sorry, guys. Uh, but those other two markets, he ends up in one of those markets and then starts doing these type of you know weekly hits like Rodgers and so forth. Then, then the game is going to change even more, and he might change as well once you get put uh, into that situation. But until he gets to that point, until he's there and a part of that, I swear to you, there is no other reason of why this is going to be all over TV with two years left on his deal other than they want him in one of those markets, they want a piece of Giannis on their own show on a regular basis or from time to time or getting the one-on-ones with Giannis to play back on their shows the next day after a game at Staples or after a game at Madison Square Garden and go hobnobbing out to dinner with Giannis and be seen with Giannis out at the, the, the trendy restaurants or whatever. That is why, to me, this is such a big deal. That's why they don't want him here, period. Call it a pity party. Call it a woe is me Milwaukee dude, uh, you know, doing his thing. And all the national media guys laugh at Sparky. That's fine. Y'all get your kicks. Laugh at me all you want. Because I know one thing. When he leaves, I may not see another player between now and the day I die to the level of Giannis playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. May never, ever, ever see another player at that level. Now, my seven-year-old might. But there is no guarantee that I will ever see a player at that level. If you think about it, older Bucks fans, they got to see Lou Alcindor, Oscar Robertson, right? A couple really great players. But Lou Alcindor, specifically, early on in his career before he demanded a trade, win, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, sorry, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar win a championship with their favorite team. They didn't get a parade. That's ridiculous. But either way, uh, they win a championship and they got to see, maybe at that point, you know, the greatest player in the NBA at that point here. For a very short time, but they got to see it on their favorite team. Now, those people that have lived long enough have been able to watch Giannis, one of the greatest players in the game, win a championship as well. So, a lot of people got two, right? Fairly older, you got to see two in your lifetime. I don't know if I'll get to see two. I'm 47 years old. I, I don't know if I'll get to see another one. May not, probably won't. So, I know when he leaves, it's probably going to be the last time I see this team be at the level they're at and uh, have a superstar player like they do. That scares the crap out of me. And to be honest, it probably scares the crap out of everyone listening to this podcast right now. Uh, Don't forget, uh, if you want to tell your friends or family members, check out Green and Growing Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast at. And of course, most of the time, when I am not solo, uh, we are streaming this bad boy uh, live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. When I am solo, as I always say, nobody wants to look at me for 30 minutes straight, and I will not put you through that torture either. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. We'll be back uh, next week recording again on Monday night. Have a good one. Toodles.